Hey guys, welcome to Stem Cells Homes podcast. Today we have a very, very special guest, good friend of mine. He is a real estate investor, real estate attorney. He's also the CEO of ADUOZ Fund, which uh, is a great, great strategy. And I'm super excited to talk to you guys about this today. We got a lot of hot topics, a lot of creative financing, exit strategies, um, and just, you know, a lot of great things around ADUs. And as you guys know, a lot of my podcast is dedicated to the ADU community, helping you guys by curate, curating, you know, a network of professionals in the industry who can help you with those goals. So I want to welcome Adam Stone. Welcome, Adam. How are you doing today? Hey, guys, welcome to another episode of Steph Sells Homes podcast. Another episode brought to you by ADU Insider. ADU Insider is an awesome blog and network of professionals within the space who you can connect with, collaborate with, and we hope that you enjoy the show. Thank you. Hey, Steph. Thanks for having me. I'm really glad that you can have me on the show. I love the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I know you've been a huge supporter. Adam and I have shared some stages on Clubhouse. That's actually where we met. And we share the the whole ADU passion in common, you know, so I wanted to have him on the show so he can talk to us and educate us. I want you guys to learn today about opportunity zones, you know, how we can implement this in our strategy when we're investing, you know, potential buyers for those realtors who follow me, for your clients, your investors. This is something that you guys definitely should be talking about. And so let's get to it. So Adam, can you tell us a little bit more about the ADU OZ fund and you know, I, I looked into it. I think it's a great strategy. And I just want the audience to kind of get an idea of what it is that you guys are doing out there. What's your mission and um, what's the goal? Great. And uh, thanks for having me again. So in a nutshell, our mission is to add dwelling units to help alleviate the housing crisis that our country is going through. And, you know, the Opportunity Zone program is a tax program that's based under the IRS code. Uh, Internal Revenue Service Federal Code, which designates over 8,000 tracts of land throughout the country. Now, these tracts are geared towards um, new development because they're based in areas usually of higher poverty rates, lower incomes, um, and some of the other uh, traits of neighborhoods that are going through some some troubles and need revitalization. So, you know, our program really is geared towards adding housing in a way that takes advantage of what the laws are already geared towards. And a lot of those laws right now in California, our target market of San Diego, where we're based out of, are through accessory dwelling units. And the law is really uh, geared towards accessory dwelling unit development and value add through that model. So, um, it's been a perfect storm in terms of how the state laws, the local laws related to accessory dwelling units have allowed us to mesh those almost seamlessly with the laws geared around opportunity zones and uh, the substantial improvement and some of the other compliance requirements for a successful opportunity zone investment. So that's where we put this all together. My partner, Matt Williams and I, and you know the ADUOZ fund is off and running in terms of you know, acquiring new projects and, and doing what we can to help solve this mission. I love it. I mean, that's, I'm telling you, when I read about it and then learned more about what you were doing, I was impressed. I mean, I was learning about opportunity zones, but then you learn accessory dwelling units and in opportunity zones and the importance of that, especially for our communities and ways that we can help empower 
either current homeowners or future investors in these areas. So thank you for breaking that down. Now, what led you to real estate? I know you started off as a as a realtor, right? Or in real estate and then a broker and then real, 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 real estate attorney and then ADUOZ fund and investor. I mean, how do you how did you tap into into the space? Well, you know, they all kind of play off of each other. And I started, I moved out to San Diego in 2009 for law school, California Western School of Law. And from there, you know, I got more and more uh, interested and involved in real estate in different areas. So a lot of my background has been in uh, zoning regulations, getting entitlements, um, acquisition of properties, dealing with different disputes on the legal level as it relates to real estate. And then from there, you know, getting my broker's license that give you, gives you a lot more exposure to the real estate market and gives you a lot better feel for, you know, where the areas are of growth, where the areas are that are going to see, you know, that next level in terms of uh, revitalization and, and, and what needs it and what really are the areas that should be a focus for redevelopment and stuff like that. So, you know, those two things really led me into the development space. I've always wanted to use, you know, these tools to get into investment. And, you know, like I said earlier, the laws have all come together over the past few years. You know, the Opportunity Zone program is um, less than five years old. And then the new ADU regulations came out in 2019 and became effective in early 2020. So, you know, things are very new on both fronts, which, you know, has created a new surge in terms of opportunities and ways to to build things together. Yeah, I think it's great. It, definitely everything seems to have aligned right within the ADU space for us here, both mm-hmm. locally, state, and just in these opportunity zones as well. So, a little breakdown as to how somebody can go about if they were, let's say, looking for an acquisition in an opportunity zone. What does that process look like? Can you give us a little breakdown and walk us through that process? Sure. I mean, in terms of getting involved in an opportunity zone fund, I mean, the, the there are maps, there are tools all over, and I'll share some resources uh, for you in the show notes that we can uh, allow people to go and search, you know, the whole country for the areas that are designated in opportunity zones. So, you know, finding where opportunity zones are is not that hard. The the hard part, the the challenge is putting together the fund, maintaining the fund, and you know, maintaining the compliance aspects to have the fund uh, really reach its benefits. So, in terms of the compliance, uh, the real estate side, the main pieces are one: the property has to be located in an opportunity zone. Uh, Two, you have to substantially improve the property, which basically means you have to match the level of development, the money you put into the property with the purchase price to the purchase price. So if you purchased a property for $500,000 in uh, San Diego or any, you know, opportunity zone track, you'd have to put in at least 500,000 for it to meet that compliance metric. And then uh, the third piece is for a long-term hold uh, while you're after you redevelop the property to hold that property for an additional uh, for a full term of 10 years before you're able to get the full benefits and quickly through the benefits, um, there's an initial tax deferment. So if you are investing capital gains, if you're an eligible taxpayer, which can be an individual a corporation, um, you know, different entities, you know, that fit that definition, then if you invest your capital gains, Uh, You have an immediate tax deferment through the end of 2026. And then if you hold for that full 10-year period, 
you have a step up in tax basis, which allows you to eliminate the tax uh, on that asset instead of um, just deferring it through like a 1031 or some other type of process. So it's, it's really a, a new level in terms of tax benefits because there's an elimination aspect, not just a deferral aspect that you would see previously with 1031s and other things. Got it. Yeah. I mean, you kind of touched on the next question that I was going to talk about, which was what are some of those tax incentives, but you kind of broke it down already for us, you know, and that long-term hold is really the ideal situation, right? To, to leverage and take benefit of those tax incentives. So let's say, you know, I'm a new, um, not, not an a new investor, but let's say I'm an investor who wants to do a 1031 exchange. Now we've had several conversations on clubhouse and in the opportunity zones, I learned more about the strategy and understood that not a lot of people are talking about it, just like a lot of people don't talk about ADUs and how to implement the strategy. Can you tell us and walk us through the pros and cons of instead of doing a 1031 exchange, for those of you who are thinking of doing that, maybe you want to consider investing in an opportunity zone and what would be some of those benefits if you can help us understand that? Yeah, I think in terms of the the immediate benefits, you, you still have the tax deferment. So there is a deferral of your capital gain tax for what you're investing through again, 2026. Um, but the ultimate benefit is the ability to have your asset, the asset that you, you invest in, the asset you substantially improve. So you're doing a huge value add for whatever that uh, piece of property is. Then you hold that property for a full 10 years while it appreciates, while it can generate uh, monthly rent uh, and other things and, and still gain value the tax basis steps up after the end of that 10-year period when you eventually sell that asset or, you know, you can hold beyond that period and, and still sell, you know, 10, 15 um, years after that. So, you know, there is the ability for you to have that deferment, but the tax elimination after holding for that 10-year period is the real difference and, and the huge benefit for those types of long-term investors. Well, I hope that didn't go over anybody's head because it's it's a great strategy. I mean, the more and more you dissect it, you understand all of the benefits around it. And with ADUs being such a mm -hmm. hot topic right now, if somebody wanted to, let's say, invest in the ADU OZ fund, is there like a minimum requirement? What does that process look like if somebody, if any investors were interested in tapping into ADU OZ fund? Yeah, so our fund is open to accredited investors um, with capital gains. And, you know, if they have funds that aren't capital gains, they can invest those as well. Uh, the capital gains, they, I guess, the tax benefit. We have, um, you know, multiple properties ongoing right now that are, you know, in the early stages that allow for that, again, that substantial improvement aspect. So, you know, we're excited to see where things are going. And a lot of the things that we're telling and, and not been telling, but talking to our investors about is just that education aspect because Stephanie, you hit it right on the head in terms of, you know, things being so new in this area, you know, between the, the, the newness and the innovations in the accessory dwelling unit laws. And then the, the same thing for the opportunity zone program, it, there's a lot of just conversation in terms of what they both are, how they work together, how they, are how they coexist and you know create a stronger investment instead of working against each other so you know that aspect is something that we definitely want to emphasize and highlight with investors you know the idea that if you're looking to become a long-term property holder if you're looking to 
find something that can bring in monthly income through multiple units, you know, the way that value add with accessory dwelling units can do that for just an investor in general, then pairing that with a long-term program like Opportunity Zone program, you're able to get a, a higher benefit off of that eventual sale. So, um, you know, I, I think it is important for us to have these types of conversations. There aren't a lot of great resources out there, you know, on Clubhouse, on the internet, through some of the groups that are on Clubhouse, like the Easy Do It team, they have a, a, almost a nightly Clubhouse room. And um, there are some other resources that are out there for people who want to learn more. And even our website, uh, www.aduozfund.com is able to uh, walk you through the steps, walk you through our model, but also walk you through just the program itself. So, you know, I think it is just a huge education aspect that we have to make sure is out there for people who are looking to invest in these types of benefits. Well said. I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. I think the education aspect is where we begin uh, creating awareness. And both you and I have shared stages together, creating awareness around mm -hmm. ADUs, which then, you know, we help people shift their mindset into implementing that strategy. And then you take it a step further and say, okay, let me also explore the option of investing in an opportunity zone and explore the tax incentives, you know, the um, just all the benefits that you just mentioned, which are great. And so I hope that we brought a lot of value to everybody today. Let's say a new investor in the multifamily space, what would be the ideal like investment property in an opportunity zone for an investor in the multifamily space? Because I know you guys are also looking to build, I read on, on your website, you guys are building like micro communities. And so can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I think with the Opportunity Zone program, it gives a lot of flexibility because there are tracks all over the country. So, you know, with what we're doing in San Diego, it works for San Diego's market because of the laws that are in play and the regulations that are in play. Now, what you're mentioning, Stephanie, in terms of, you know, the micro communities, the uh, modular communities, you know, those are things that we're looking to as well. And, you know, those are things that we can implement outside of San Diego's market and other places. So, you know, I think the idea is having that flexibility when it's going, you know, was geared towards how do you address the housing issues in this specific market based on the laws and regulations that are in play, you know, just the physical circumstances and the layout of the city and what the city's needs now are in that areas and, and putting something to get together that way. So I, for a new investor, you know, depending on where they are and where, where their market is, um, if they're really looking to get involved with the Opportunity Zone and specifically, I would suggest, you know, reaching out to a fund like ours or reaching out to a fund maybe they could find locally. There are databases out there, directories of funds that are um, already set up and registered. But, you know, really gearing it toward finding a, a fund that is fitting their mission, fitting what they're looking to do from that investment perspective, and then, you know, latching onto them and, and seeing where they can take it from there. Now, um, if they're doing it on their own, you know, finding a property just in terms of what we're doing from our perspective of the, the build outs, I, I think, again, you're looking at trying to navigate the loss to know what is the highest and best use for the pieces of property you're coming across. And, you know, with San Diego's laws, you know, our model is geared around value add through accessory dwelling units because the multifamily or just the, the, the laws in general um, pair well to allow for 
bonus ADUs, um, additional ADUs over the state allotments based on how you gear them, you know, towards affordable housing and, you know, uh, lower incomes, but also in terms of where they're located. So, you know, we're making sure to navigate the code, navigate, you know, the available properties out there are off market resources to pinpoint the exact locations that best suit, you know, what we're looking to build out and how we're looking to turn, you know, a single family house into five, 10 plus units, depending on where it's located and how it's situated. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that that really broke it down, right? So what you're saying basically is educate yourself, understand the opportunity zones in your local market or the market you're thinking of investing in, and then partner up with somebody like you in the space, a professional who can walk you through the process from A to Z, from the acquisition to, to the exit strategy, right? And um, I think that's important. I think we should definitely vet everybody that we work with as well, which is why I decided to have Adam on here because He's, he's really like killing it in his space and what he's doing is awesome for the community. So if any of you guys are interested, feel free to tap in with him. He's been an awesome resource for me and helped me understand opportunity zones, which is why I wanted to bring the awareness to you guys today and to the audience, both my community and his community, which share one thing in common, and that's the ADU strategy and the ADU model. So Definitely understanding the ADU laws, rules, and regulations in your area also matters. But if you partner up with somebody who's already done that work for you, you know, and has the experience, why not? So I can't thank you enough, Adam. I know that you're always super busy, but I got two fun questions. And uh, before I do that, though, I got I to gotta, I gotta get some closing thoughts from you, for sure. Yeah, I, I did want to make one point just in terms of, you know, what we've had in terms of a lot of conversations are people in other areas of, of, of business, you know, and the way the OZ program is set up, it's catered towards bringing in capital gains from your stock sales, your cryptocurrency sales, your other business sales, even real estate sales. If you're still, you know, in the real estate space already to then reinvest those monies, those things that would go toward taxes anyway, into property, into long-term investments for yourself and for the community. So, you know, I think if you're in a space where, you know, you just sold some Bitcoin recently, or, you know, you just cashed out of a, um, a restaurant or, you know, you're selling and getting capital gains in some other form, you know, this is a great way to segue into that real estate investment that can be a, a more stable long-term investment model and strategy for yourself. So I, I think that's, that's a huge piece. And then, you know, even if, you're waiting to get in the OZ space, you have properties and projects outside of the OZ space, you can still, you know, look to bring those capital gains if you fix and flip, you know, or if you buy and hold and sell some of those assets, those are opportunities there to potentially get involved with the fund too. So, I mean, I, I think if there are any more questions, I definitely invite anybody to reach yeah. out. You know, we're happy to walk people through the program, walk people through our fund and, and why we're doing what we're doing and, you know, just answer those questions. I love that you brought up the crypto. I don't know why I didn't think about that. And it's not such a hot topic right now. You know, I'm thinking of doing a mm -hmm. podcast, ADUs and blockchain, because you're right, we should be mm -hmm. looking at that option as well. We've got a lot of people who hold crypto, Ethereum, Bitcoin, and how can they also invest, right? It's just helping them think differently and um, and showing them, you know, the benefits of it. So I think that's awesome. That's right. a great exit strategy for people in the crypto world who want to come and invest in the real world. <laughs> right. 
So, <laughs> um, but uh, okay. So the fun like part. You put it. That's a good way Two to Two questions. Put it. What's your favorite restaurant and your favorite place to travel to? Oh, favorite restaurant. Uh, favorite restaurant. I, I don't know. This is, uh, it might have my favorite dish. It's a so deep dish pizza from Pizza Popolis, but it's a seafood pizza. So it has crab and shrimp and different. It's a very unique taste, but it's delicious. And it's uh, back in Detroit. So that's one of my favorites. And then favorite place to travel. Uh, I think the, my favorite place so far has been Thailand. You know, I love Thai food. I love the culture. And, you know, it was a very warm climate. You know, I, I enjoyed it and just nice, nice people overall and, you know, very scenic. So I, I would say that's been my favorite place so far. Nice. I've never been to Thailand, so I'll definitely write it down. And you said your favorite dish was from a place back in Detroit. You're originally from Detroit. Yes. Yep. Originally nice. from there. Um, a lot of families still back there. So yeah, that's, uh, that's one of my favorite places to, to stop by if I. Okay. Nice. Are you thinking of going back there anytime soon? Oh yeah. Over the next few months, you know, we just had a, a little boy recently. He's, he's only about eight months old. I've seen him on your story. It's so cute. Yeah. 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 He's a, uh, he's a growing influencer. So he's, He's had some chances to see family, you know, in person and a couple of Zoom calls here and there. But I want to get back to Michigan and have him meet some more family and friends. So I'm excited to do that in the next few months before the summer, hopefully. Right now that he's small, they grow up so quick. Alex is going to be nine this year. And I can't believe, like, where have this, where has this time gone? Eight years, nine years went by and like that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine eight years. Right, from now. it's like so you don't prepare uh, mentally for those conversations and those experiences, but um, but it's awesome. I love being a parent. You know, I think it it actually helps me in business, right? Because we need a lot of patience in what it is that we do on mm -hmm. a day to day, educating our clients, educating the community, and just bringing awareness because knowledge is power. And the more you know, then the more options you have. You know, and we brought a lot to the table. Exactly. Adam brought a lot of knowledge you know that that you guys should take into consideration and then implement it in your current strategy whatever that is it can be the bur strategy mm -hmm. implement the adu strategy and now also consider in an opportunity zone fund you know but you don't know what you don't know until you educate yourself and so i gotta say thank you adam you you really brought a lot of knowledge in such a short amount of time killed it like you brought a lot a lot of info thanks stephanie I no, I appreciate it. And again, thanks for having me on the show. Anytime you uh, want to have me back on as a guest, I'm happy. Welcome to do it. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll definitely do a part two because I think you got a lot of good projects and I see you like doing a whole bunch of things. Mm -hmm. So, what, what, I mean, do you want to talk? Can you talk a little bit of what you got going on this year? Yeah, sure. Uh, we actually are. We just acquired a, a new property. Um, this is in the heart of uh, central San Diego and uh, this property we plan on, it's a mis mixed use facility that we plan on keeping some of the existing structures to uh, have as a commercial space for um, kitchen purposes and whatnot. And then around the rest of the lot, it's about a 7,500 square foot um, corner lot. We're going to build in some residences. We're actually looking at using some modular homes there 
so um, with the, the units that we're bringing in. So we want to continue to use some different innovations in terms of housing options between accessory dwelling units, modular homes, um, you know, and gear them towards independent living and other options that are in the rental space. Because, you know, again, there's a lot of different ways that we can attack this housing issue. So we're just using the, the tools out there. We've been fortunate so far. We've had some great conversations with uh, San Diego's local like city council representatives and um, some of the um, local organizations like the San Diego Regional Task Force for Homelessness and things like that to help us kind of see where the, the gaps are and where we can, you know, really align our visions to, to help maximize our impact. Yep. I've, I've actually seen a lot of that happening, right? This whole mixed use uh, we're going to see a lot of that and then mm-hmm. getting creative in the space and being innovative. You're doing an amazing job at that. And I'm curious to see what those modular homes will look like. So I'll connect with you on that. And um, and again, I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you for being here. Please connect, reach out to Adam. If you guys have any questions on Opportunity Zones, he is based out of San Diego. And we'll definitely have him on the show. Mm-hmm. And I hope he provided a lot of value. If you guys have any questions, comments, or would like to contribute to the conversation on the back channels or on the comment section, let me know. And um, again, thank you, Adam. Thanks, Stephanie. Appreciate it. You have too. a great day. See you on the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for watching the show. I will see you on the next one. And again, don't forget to subscribe to this YouTube channel. This podcast was brought to you by ADU Insider, and you can check them out on my 10K card, steph10k.com.